Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. From God and his word. And so I'm grateful to see you guys and excited to be with you. Um, We really serve an awesome father. Um, God, our creator, is just, just so you are well aware, he is so mindful of you guys so mindful um from the from the moment your eyes open to the to the moment they close in the evening god is mindful of you he's concerned about you and his plan is good regardless of what is happening in the world god's plan for you specifically is good it is a good one it is a one with an expected hope in a future it is filled with with goodness and mercy and grace and blessing and it is up to us to partake in relationship with our father with the son and the holy spirit to come to stay in a place of communication and communion consistently and so um i'm always excited when the body of christ has an opportunity to come together and to praise our god worship and to study his word um because the word is our lifeline the word is our blueprint and so we need both the logos the written word and the rhema the inspired word of god and so um i just believe that every time we have come here we have gotten both that god has spoken from the spirit and also from the word from the written and from the spirit the heart of god straight into our hearts and so this morning i will ask I'd like to have, I'm looking around. I would like to have Pastor Tife Tunde. Would you mind praying this morning? No, thank you. Uh, Pastor Tife Tunde and Heather. And then I will pray uh, after those three. All right, so we'll start with Pastor Tife. We'll go to Tunde. If the rest of you, I see you're muted. If you're not muted, if you can mute yourselves, we're just going to enter in to the uh, to the presence of the Lord this morning through prayer. So, the disciples' prayer. Yes. Repeat it with me if you'd like. Our Father. Our Father. Who art in heaven. Who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we acknowledge you, we acknowledge your greatness. We pour out our adoration on you this morning. You are our father, our shelter, our refuge, our defender. We pray, God, that everything that you purpose for heaven also comes to pass on earth. We thank you, God, that you will provide for us, as you always have this day, our daily bread, our physical bread and our spiritual bread. And now we ask you to protect us, not allow us to fall into temptation, to protect us and guide us in such a way that we will not we will not participate in any type of evil. Yeah. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We ask you to deliver us mm. and keep us. 
for thine is the power. You have all the power, God. We don't trust in ourselves. We don't trust in our works. We don't rely on the other people or even ourselves, but we rely on your power, God. For it is the kingdom. Mm. It is the glory. Yeah. Now and forever. Amen. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Spirit of the living God, we thank you this morning for allowing us to be all here. Father, fall afresh on us this morning as we partake of this manna, this bread, which you have the oracle of God to deliver, Lord. Bless the word as it goes forth that it nourishes our spirit, Lord. And uh, we can be we can be transformed, and therefore transform our uh, environment. You know, Lord, as we sit here to take of the word today, Lord, um, heal, bless everyone on this line for whatever their needs are, and for whatever reasons that they hear, Father, comfort them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We just praise you, Lord God. We thank you for just um, a new day that you've given us, Father. We thank you for a fresh grace, God, that you have in us, Father God. We thank you for a fresh oil in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you for just a covering, Father God, over us and our families and everybody in this line. Father God, we just give you praise. We just um, walk in a freshness, God. Refresh us, Father God. Refresh us, God, with fresh oil, Father God. Pour into us a fresh oil, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. All the honor and glory belongs to you, God. We don't operate in the old day. We operate in this fresh day, God. This new day that you've given us, Father God. Receive your word. Receive your fresh word, Father God. Refresh us, God. Just hear the word refresh. Refresh us, Father God, for this season, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, how we worship you, how we praise you, for you are good, you are mighty, you are worthy of all praise. There is truly none like you. And so this morning, God, we just begin to lift up our own voices where we are in our homes to lavish our affection on you, to lavish our, ador- lavish our adoration and our praise. You are worthy of it all. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and we invite you into this space, this, this moment that you've allowed your children to come together. Our hearts, God, connect them. Our spirits connect them, Lord. We may be in different parts of the country and the world, but Lord, we are in with one heart and one mind, ready for us suddenly to take place, Lord. We, because we believe, God, that when your people are on one accord, in one place, and we are in one place right here, God, on this Zoom call, that suddenly begin to happen in the lives of your people. And so I thank you, Lord, that whatever is needed, God, wherever there is lack, you will supply. Wherever, God, there is infirmity, you will heal. Wherever there is confusion, you will bring clarity. Wherever there is doubt, you will inbirth faith. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you just pour out your spirit upon your people, Lord. Wherever there is anxiety, God, and worry, we ask that you would build up in them a peace, God, and a calm in the name of Jesus. We just believe right now, God, that you are shifting things, God, that from where they were to what they will be, that, God, we are able to speak to the mountains and say, be removed, that, God, with just even a mustard seed of faith, we can see things, God, that we thought were 
impossible will become possible with you. We are grateful, God, because you are not limited. We are grateful, God, because you are not bound but you are free, God, and that you have uh, allowed your freedom to be made available to us. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Because you paid the liberty price, God, we are able to stand in perfect freedom with you. We thank you, Father. We honor you, Lord. We bless you, God. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. Holy is the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the world, God, were even created. You knew that you would send your son to die for all of us. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, who allowed his blood to be drawn and, and shed for our, our sins, for the remission of sin. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain that decided at Gethsemane that he would go forward in, in, a, in a place, in a position that he knew would be painful, that he would pay a price that would allow us to have access to the Father. Worthy is the lamb who was slain, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession on our behalf. Worthy is the lamb who was slain, whose name still holds power and authority and might. Worthy is the lamb who was slain, who died on Calvary's cross, and before he gave his last breath, he gave these words, it is finished. And so we thank you because it is finished and was finished on the cross. It is finished here, Lord, that we do not have to wrestle and fight so hard because Jesus said it is finished. That the Lord, the things that we are trying to fight, the Lord said, vengeance is mine and that the battle is the Lord's. And so God, whatever battles we may be facing, whatever things, God, that we may have wanted to take on and put in our own hands and fix or try to correct, Lord, we lay them back at your feet because you, God, are in charge. You, God, are, have the authority. And when it's in your hands, God, we know that it will be done properly. When we replace God, our will for your will, God, then we are, we are aligned with the truth. And so we thank you, Father, for being all things. Thank you, God, for being creator. And it is our response as the created to worship you. Anything that is created, the natural response from the creation is to worship. And so we worship you this morning for being our creator. We thank you, Jesus, for being created to come down from heaven, to walk in the, the body of a man, and to say that you were tempted in all ways as we would be, but you sin not, to show us that there is an example, a way that we can can live. And so we thank you, Jesus, for becoming the created along with us. And throughout your created experience, we saw you always worshiping the creator. And then we thank you, Holy Spirit, for yet creating as you are creating in us, making us a new heart, creating in us new mind, leading us into all truth, bringing all things back to our remembrance, being our judge and our advocate, standing up for us and standing strongly in us. We thank you for yet creating in us the people that we are to become. And so we are grateful for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the triune uh, God for the trinity that is a necessity in the life of the believer we are followers of the way and so we thank you lord that right now we remove anything that is a hindrance or a blockage from us receiving what you have this morning god if there have been just some hard weeks hard days we ask right now that you would allow your 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 easiness your yoke to fall on each and every person because God, in you, there is no heavy burden. In you, the yoke is light. The burden is easy. And so we thank you, Lord, that whatever we may have put on ourselves that wasn't ours, that we can take it off right now in the name of Jesus, that you said that we are to 
lay aside every sin and every weight. And so every weight, God, that we have been carrying that may not be our own, or even weights we pick back up that you took off, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you help us lay them down again, Lord, that we set them at your feet. We cast our cares before you because you watchfully care for us. We thank you that you are still moving and active and alive in our lives. We thank you, God, that you are not a wooden statue, God, or an inactive uh, 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 monument but that you are a living God, that you are breathing, active, that you divide the word between bone and marrow. We thank you, God, that you have given us the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that you have given us the breastplate of righteousness, that you have given us the helmet of salvation, that you have put our, our, our feet prepared with the preparation of peace, Lord, that you have just allowed us, God, to be securely wrapped in the armor of Christ, the armor of God with the armor of the Holy Spirit, that God, we have tools that God our, our 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 weapons are not that of the flesh but you have given us spiritual weapons to pull down strongholds God that you have given us charge in the atmosphere God to speak into an atmosphere and shift it with the word of God we thank you Lord that you are mighty and strong and are building up a mighty and strong people right now that if any of you are feeling weak the Lord says it is in your weakness that I become strong and so be strong this morning God allow us to feel your strength rise up from the inside be strong today God allow us to see you move in in the places in our lives that we have felt like we have been um uh, I feel today that someone oh Rabasi I feel today that someone has felt closed in but the Lord is saying that he has not closed you in that he is making room for you and so right now if you've just been feeling closed in if you've been feeling like the walls are closing in the Lord says right now just to lift up your hands that he is going to uh, uh, cause more room and more space more access for you more access into the things of the spirit more access uh, to things in the natural but that, that that here's the thing for some of you God needed to close you in to get you focused Oh, thank you, Jesus. For some of you, the Lord says, I needed to close you in to get you focused because you were too wide. You were too open. You were too distracted by too many things. And the Lord said, I needed to close you in just for a moment to get you back focused. But God says, now that I have got you back focused, the question is, what will you do with, that, with what I said when I closed you in? God says, what will you do with what I said when I closed you in? And so we thank you, Lord, for those moments. But then there are some of you who have closed yourself off in this season. And the Lord said, I never asked you to close yourself off. Some of you have taken this um, moment to fall into um, a place of um, isolation. This season was not to be isolated. God said, I did, not, uh, I did not give grace to my children during a season where a virus was, uh, was set loose for my children to isolate. I was drawing you home to me. And so God says, this is not a season of isolation. This is a season of connection. And so if you have been isolated more than you have been connected, God says, now is your opportunity to reconnect, Re but reconnect with those of my kind. Ah, thank you, Lord. It goes back to what, um, what Heather was saying. When, when Moses, I'm sorry, when Noah had to fill the ark, the Lord said this, two of its kind. Uh, when disciples go out, they go out two by two. And so the Lord is saying that I've been preparing you to be a kind to find a kind.
Thank you, Jesus. So this time that we have been in is to be prepared to be a kind, to find our kind. And so I thank you, Lord, that as we find our kind, we'll be able to make disciples after the likeness and the model of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we just bless you this morning, God. We honor you this morning, God. We thank you for what you're doing. Guys, I also hear the Lord saying this, understand that despite um, the phases that the world is in, we are still in phase one. My God, that the Lord is saying the children of God are still in phase one. I have still called you home to be home with me. Do not depart from this place because I have yet to finish. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is saying he is not finished yet. And many of us are trying to go with the phases of the world with our spirit, man. And the Lord is saying, no, you are still in phase one. I have still called you inside. I have still called you close to my heart. I have still called you close to my spirit. And if you move now and think you're in phase two, you will be devoured where you go. And so the Lord is saying right now that here's the thing, the things you didn't do in the beginning of phase one, I'm giving you time to do now. Because many of you in phase one for the beginning of phase one were in fear when you should have been in faith. Many of you in phase one were trying to figure things out when God was trying to give you strategy and give you wisdom and give you knowledge. And many of us were running in circles when God was trying to call us to be still so he could get our attention. And then we got into a place where he was getting our attention. And so we've been growing. Don't get it wrong. God says you've been growing. But many of us did not handle the beginning of phase one properly. And so God says you're still there. But here's the thing. Phase one is the best place to be. <laughs> Most people think it's in phase two and three where freedom is. No, it's in phase one where freedom is birthed into you so that when phase two and phase three come, you know how to walk and stay free. Many people right now in the world think phase two and phase three is getting free. Here's the thing. We're getting free now. The thing is they won't know how to maintain their freedom. That's why people are walking outside without masks. People are literally walking outside right now uncovered. And the Lord is saying, I'm teaching you how to stay covered for the next phase. I'm teaching you how to stay close for the next phase. I'm teaching you how to hear for the next phase. Because you're going to hear a lot of things coming up in the next months. And he says this, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. In, this ne in these next phases, in the next places that we're going, you cannot listen to another voice. And so the spirit of God is saying, keep right here in phase one. But it, whatever you didn't do in the beginning, God says, I'm allowing you to do it now. And be honest about where you were in phase one. A lot of us were still kind of scared, a little nervous in phase one. Some of us, you know, had to, had to regroup and get things together. But God says, I've strengthened you with an unshakable faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I've given you all an unshakable faith now that no matter what comes, you should stay still because this, be still and know that I am, the, I am God of over the heavens and the earth. And so here's the thing. It is a be still in the natural, but it's also a be still in your spirit. You got to know. You have to know in this season who your God is. You've got to know. And so, Father, we just worship you and we honor you this morning. We thank you for your word and your presence. We thank you for the Holy Spirit moving even right now in our midst. Thank you, Father. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to worship God right in your homes, God. God is speaking right now, and there's things he wants to say to you where you are. And so we just bless you, God. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, continue to give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, Lord. Allow our ear, God, to be keen to your voice. Allow our spirit man to rise, God, in every moment and every occasion. God, we will seek ye first your kingdom and its righteousness, for all things shall be added. God, we're asking that your kingdom come and your will be done today, O oh God. That your kingdom come, Lord. That what is being done in heaven is being replicated right now on earth where we are, God. That, God, you are loosing some things in heaven for us to receive right now down here in earth, God. I believe it, Lord. That you are loosing some strategies, some blessings, some clarity, uh, some, some ideas, some solutions, God. Some answers. That you're doing it right now, God. That we would be a, a, repl a replication of what is happening in heaven right now. And one thing I know that is happening in heaven is the elders are worshiping. And they're crying out holy. I know that because my Bible says. And so, God, we cry out holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Yes, God. We cry out holy. Your sacredness, God, your set apartness, God. Holy God, as the elders are around your throne, we replicate what is happening in heaven and we cry out, Holy God. Holy, holy, holy. Holy God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, God. My God, holy God, holy God, holy God. Wherever you are in your house, just begin to say holy. Or if you're outside, say holy. The great thing about uh, the nature, right, of, of outside of nature is that we see God's splendor. Because here's the thing, nature even worships God. When you see the sways of, of branches moving, the leaves moving, it is worship unto its creator. Don't forget that they, it, they were created before we were. And so God has always gotten worship before us. That's why it says even the rocks will cry out if we don't. And so creation is always in posture of worship. When you, here's the thing, when we see the leaning of, of trees or the leaning of flowers, we see the leaning of them into the, the, the ways, the, the heart, the movement of God. That's why it's, we are to lean in to the things of God, lean in to the presence of God, lean in to the heart of God. And so even right now, the breath of God, here's the thing. God breathed life into Adam. He's continually breathing life into you. And so for many of you, you just need to catch your breath. 
Many of you just need to inhale and exhale the, the presence and the breath of God again. Many of you are so taxed and tired because you have allowed the world's pressure to remove the breath and rest and peace and calm of God. Let me tell you what heaven is not. Heaven is not confused. Heaven is not chaotic. Heaven is not disturbed. And so anytime we are feeling those things, we need to say, heaven come. Heaven come. Heaven come. We want what is happening in heaven to happen here in earth. So heaven come right now. Heaven settle in every, every space that your children are occupying right now, whether they're outside, whether they're in their car, whether they're in their apartments, whether they're in their homes. Heaven come right now, whether they're working, God. Heaven come right now, Lord. Ah, Jesus. Ooh, I just feel like worshiping the Lord. I feel like we just need to really worship the Lord right now. Yes, Lord. You guys, go past. Go past your natural inclination. Go past what you've done in the past. Go past what worship has looked like before. God is trying to replicate heaven this morning. And so I would ask you this, what do you know about heaven? Because the truth of the matter, God can only bring what you know. And so often our, we're limited in our understanding of heaven. And so Father, we are asking in the name of Jesus that you just bring heaven down. In Jesus' name, oh God, you are worthy, worthy, worthy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. You're worthy, Jesus. Worthy, God. Worthy, God. Worthy, God. Hmm. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. God, we just receive heaven right now. We just receive what heaven desires to, to send, to, to release in the atmosphere. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Tifei, I'm hearing the Lord say that for some, when you think of heaven, you think of peace as you should. Yeah. It is paradise. It is the most peaceful place. Mm -hmm. the place where peace resides, where it was originated. But there are some of us, he wants us to also understand that there is a war room in heaven. There is a place in heaven where war uh, 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 um, is engaged yeah. in the spiritual realm, where the generals of heaven are strategizing. Some of us need to enter into that place 
yeah. of heaven and join our voices and, and allow God to pour into us strategies, as Pastor said, solutions that may be violent in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive your word, Lord. We receive your peace right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, guys. Just worship where you are. Don't, don't, don't worry about what other people are doing on the screen. Just seriously invite heaven to where you are. Let the blanket of peace of heaven rest upon you. Thank you, Pastor Tupé. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh. Let heaven come where you are. Heaven come. Let heaven come where you are. Let heaven come. Let heaven come where you Let heaven come, we receive your peace, Lord. heaven where we are God we ask you to pour your presence on us God fall fresh Lord we receive heaven right now God we receive the the goodness and the mercy we we see God your holiness your sacredness we are grateful that you would visit us in such a beautiful way this morning God and so now father we we seal this time and we move it into the study of your word. God, that there is a sweet spirit covering us. <laughs> Thank you for this blanket of your goodness over us. Heaven come where you are. Let heaven come where you are. 
we receive your love right where we are. We receive your grace right where we are. We receive your peace right where we are. We receive your joy right where we are. And we cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Yes, we cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And we cry, holy, holy, holy. worship God right where we are. We thank you, God. We honor you. We were, you are worthy, God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 If you can, let's just unmute ourselves for a second and let's just, let's just worship God together. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, Help us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Grace and for your mercy. All that you do to us. Hey, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, so I want us to stay in this place. God has has uh, softened our hearts, and 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 I really saw in the spirit this increase. Um, many of us know what it was to grow up with a TV with antennas. Okay, and so if you have an antenna, the antenna has levers levels right that it extends and i really saw today in the spirit that god was extending our antennas our right and antennas connected you right to um to the the line that would bring the picture to your screen and today god needs us our our antennas to be connected to heaven because he needs to bring bring a picture to your screen, to your eyes, to your, right, to your eye gate, your spiritual eye gate. God is presenting to us a picture. He needs us to see clearly today and more clearly than maybe we have. And so um, I am grateful for God in his visitation. I'm grateful for God and his power and his presence in our lives. I'm grateful because guys, God, and and i can say this because it is a it is my boast in the lord in the three and a half months that we have been here there has not been not one time god has not met us and if you feel like that i'm i don't know but i have watched god meet us every time we come together because here's what i know we are coming together with a collective intention we are not coming for um, self. We are coming to meet with God, to encounter God, to receive from God. And I have been consistently transformed. I don't know about anybody else, but I know that I have been consistently transformed when we have gathered here. And I'm praying that that is the same for you. If it is not, call me. But my prayer is that you are being transformed, that you are seeing yourself more clearly becoming the person God created and designed you to be. Right? I have watched many of you step into things that before COVID you would have never thought of doing. I know I always go back to Minister um, Pastor Tifei, but this painting thing blows my natural mind because it is the picture of what god will do when you say yes goes back to that being willing staying willing right having this god i don't know what you're doing right following him even when you don't understand the direction right too often we're resisting the wrong person. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. But often we are resisting Jesus and understand he will do the same if you resist him long enough. And many of us don't think that. We think that we can just keep pushing Jesus off, keep pushing the Holy Spirit off, keep pushing God's word off. And he's just always going to be there ready for us to use him as a punching bag. I'm sorry. That's not true. It's going to, you are going to have to get to a place where you stop resisting him. You repent, you turn from the direction you were going and you head right toward the will and, and the way of God. Before I start, Pastor Tifa, is there anything else God has given you before I start? Okay. Minister David, anything God has given you before I start? I want to go because we have, I want to, I don't want to keep people too long. So go ahead, Minister David. 
just something real quick. Um, there's a song that I wrote a couple of years ago and you touched on it. And I wanted, it's a principle that God gave me in my worship time where it was a season where I was just like, God, I have no idea where I am. I have no idea. And, and I was panicking because I was trying to find out where am I? What's going on? Where am I? And the Holy Spirit whispered these words, and it simply says, I'd rather be lost with you than to be found without you. Yes, Lord. And that is our posture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's asking for. Don't worry about what's going on. Unfamiliar territory, can't locate. All that's important is that we know that we're with God. Don't yeah. worry about where we are and trying to find our bearings about that. Be fine with being lost with him. With him. Yeah. Then to be found, to know exactly where you are, but he's nowhere around. Yep. That's good. That's good. And I want to say something behind that, you guys. It is very, 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 I don't even know how many berries I can say right now, important that you and it goes back to something I said, that you are not leaving God out of the journey. Please, guys, even in the simplest of things, don't leave him out. Don't add to what he's saying. Don't assume what he's saying. None of us, me too, any of us, we're in a very strategic moment in, the, in this world where we have got to know. We have got to know what he's saying and not interpret, um, add to, decide for him, um, we just we just can't. And like David say, if you don't know, just stop. Be lost in him so that you can be found in him. There's a song we used to sing at New Dawn. It says, I want to be found faithful. <laughs> and I do. Right? I want to be found faithful. And here's the thing. Lost in God is faithful. That, right? That doesn't sound but that's faithful because that means God, because I don't know, I'm not moving ahead because I don't know I'm standing still. And when I don't know my lost is not that I don't know where you are. That's the thing. It's not that I don't know where you are. My thing is I I'm waiting for you to give me the next step, the next plan, the next move. It's not that I'm lost. I'm not lost about where you are. I'm, I need direction because things come guys. And sometimes I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes it's like, Whoa, what, where am I, what's next? I, let me right. And many of us just start moving because we think, right. Well, I, I, I gotta be productive. I gotta be producing something. Uh, anything produced outside of the will is, is, is an imitation. So you can, you can produce all you want, but it will not be the real thing. It will not be the God thing. Amen. Okay. So Malcolm, Matthew 11, get ready. Matthew 11. So we are, oh my gosh, we are in love with Jesus. I don't know about anybody else, but we are uh, in our sixth month. We are in the month of fishermen and we are, um, I think this, let me, let me make sure before I say, I think this is the, 
this is the fourth aspect of, of fishermen. Matthew 4, 19 says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That is our theme scripture for the first six months. And uh, this that we are talking about today is this, stay close to the sun and you will know the father. Stay close to the sun and you will know the father. Let me tell you what being close means. Close is to be very near to something. Close is a connection. When you are close to a thing, you have connection with it. Um, so often um, people ask me about relationships to other people. Um, and, you know, we have a very, I think our society has a very quick way of tagging everybody as friend, right? When many of us have more acquaintance, acquaintances than we actually have friends. But we're, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend. But friend, right, if we're talking about uh, this biblical friendship, because we are, Jesus, God calls us friend, right? If we have this biblical friendship, it denotes a closeness, a connection, right, um, of us being very near. But this is also the word close denotes um, family, being of a, of a family member, even in the Webster's Dictionary. The word close denotes family, uh, being a family member, being um, a part of an immediate family, and it's usually between parent and sibling right and so we have to stay connected to the son because that connection to the son allows us to know the father the word know in scripture always denotes intimacy right um it usually talks about intimacy between a man and a woman but it is this connectedness this oneness that happens that is the same thing that happens between bride and groom that is supposed to happen in our knowing of god and what I love this morning is I really feel that the Father was, was, was moving our hearts in a, in a way of intimacy with him, right? That I don't think we can get, I think that, let me, let me re-say this, I want to say it how I'm hearing the Holy Spirit saying, that many of us have not have, a, have had greater level of intimacy because we are, we are bringing God too low. And so we're, we are we are trying to connect with God in this atmosphere, in this level, in this, um, right, in the earth realm, right? He is here, but he is seated <laughs> in the heavenlies, right? And so I love what Pastor T. Faber says, for some of you, heaven is peace, right? When we said we need to know what heaven looks like, there's a level of intimacy that we can tap into when we are looking at God from his seated place because then it causes us to, to come up higher than where we currently are. So if you look at things in the Old Testament, whenever they sacrificed on an altar, the altar, the stairs were raised, and then there was a platform, and on top of the platform were usually horns, and that's where they sacrificed the blood, right? And so what God shows us is that in order to come into the presence of God, you have to come up and in. And many times we are trying to be where we are and, and act it right. We're just trying to get God to come where we are. Here's the thing. God needs you to come where he is. God is already where you are. He's trying to get you to where he is. Because if you stay where you are, you will never have heaven's perspective. Heaven looks down. Heaven doesn't look up. And we need, right? So we need the perspective. I got to go higher to see what heaven sees to call out what heaven wants. 
So I need a connectedness to the son because he allows me to know the father. And this is what Jesus demonstrated before the disciples throughout the three years they were with him. He consistently showed them his connectedness to the father. So I want to start with Matthew. We're going to read two verses today too, because y'all know I'm going to back it up with word. I'm going to back it up with word. Matthew 11. Um, Malcolm, the only verse we're going to read is verse 27. All things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father, and no one knows the father except the son, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. Now, I want to make this very clear. Matthew eleven twenty-seven. 27, it, it gives it to us very clearly no one knows the son except the father so guys i want to stop right here for those of you who have just a father relationship not necessarily a jesus and father relationship but you just have a father 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 which he is god that's great he says this no one knows the son except the father the father is the only one that knows jesus intimately is acquainted see we think that we know jesus so well because he says no 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 one knows no one recognizes no one is fully acquainted that was that what that word in the scripture means no one is fully acquainted with the son and the son here is his is the descendant is the same right is this the same nature as the father is the likeness of the heavenly father. So no one recognizes, right? The likeness, the, the sameness, the, the descendant of the father, except the father. So you're, I'm gonna say that later, so let me not say it now, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. So our, our knowing the son happens through the father right and this word except i love this because we talked about this word if it's the same as if it's it's conditional it's an assumption see we have assumed that we know jesus without the father and this word except there is a condition it's an assumption that we are all making but it says the father the one who imparts life um who's committed to it and then it says and no one knows the father except the son but here's the line that gets it. The son chooses to reveal him, right? So here's the thing. You can know the son through the father, but it's the son who chooses to reveal the father, who he chooses to reveal his father to. God bless you that you have been chosen for the father to be revealed to. Because everyone has not had that blessing, that, 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 that gift of you being chosen to know the Father. And it says this, who he intends, who he wills. Now, I love this because this is in the Greek, who he is willing, who he is willing. We just talked about this willingness, right? It says to be willing. So the son has to be willing to reveal. And reveal, we talked about revelation, is to uncover, is to uh, reveal what is hidden to make plain, but it also means to manifest. So here's what we have to know, that no one knows the son except the father, and no one knows the father except the son, 
and those the son chooses to reveal him, to reveal to him, right? So here's the thing. Not only is the son revealing him to you, he reveals you to the father. Let's go. John 3.16. We all know John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so I want to bring this scripture up, right? Because we just went to no one knows the son except the father, right? But God so loved for in this, in this text is the reason. So if you, when you read this now, when you read and you see for God so loved, you need to know that that word for the reason. That's what this means. So the reason God, Theos, supreme, loved, took pleasure, embracing, right, the will of God. So this is what I love. God embraced his own will. The reason God embraces God's will was for the world. Now, here's the part that I need Christians to stop re reinterpreting it does not say for god so loved the christians because guess what you wouldn't be one today if that was it so stop acting like the world is not important to god stop acting like you know we just the most special no he didn't even he didn't die he didn't die he didn't send his son for the christians he sent him for the world and there is a world, and that is why it says that the world is waiting with great expectation for the sun, right, to, to, to rise up. He, the world is waiting because the love of God was always for the world. We are an example of what God's love for the world looks like. So now that you have received God's love for the world, don't act like you're better than the world. In fact, you owe them what God paid for you. And so for God so loved the world, the, the, and the, the word is co, uh, cosmos, which is cosmos, right? Um, the world, the inhabitants of the world, he gave, he offered up, he allowed, I love this, he granted and commanded his only, his sole heir, right? His sole heir, begotten son so whoever that's anybody guys so here's the other thing i want to say you don't get to choose who gets to, to be so whoever and many of you are deciding what pieces of the world you're going to invite into the kingdom but it says whosoever which means everyone one piece at a time anyone you are not in charge of whosoever and don't forget you used to be whosoever. Whosoever believes, has faith, is persuaded in him, would not, and this would not perish, which means you won't be destroyed, cut off, canceled out, or removed, but possesses eternal life. And here's what I need you to know. Eternal is not, is present tense. It's not future or past. It's present tense. Eternal life started, start, already started. Too many of you are waiting. And so you live a life awaiting for a life you've already been given. If, your life, if he gave eternal life, it doesn't happen after you die. He gave it to you. 
It begins now and will continue therefore on. So when this flesh is done, the spirit will continue. But you have eternal life now. You have the blessings of eternal life now. You have the richness and the goodness of eternal life now. So many of you praying to go home and you don't realize you've already been, um, it's already been solidified that you are home. You're going to what you already have. And so we have, and I'm only giving you what the scripture says. I ain't making this up. So if you'd like to go and study the scripture, because many of us were taught that our that eternal life is in the, the, the here, what is the hereafter, the, the, the by and by, the sweet by and by. But that is not what this scripture says. And if you'd like to talk to me about it offline, let's do it. I, 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 love, to, I love to go through scripture, okay? But this is a present tense. It means a perpetual quality of God life work in the believer. A perpetual quality of God life work in the believer. And it's eternal life, zoe, the highest form, which is both physical and spiritual. Okay? And is this God self-existent life, not you existent, God existent. And so the reason I bring this up is because here's the thing, we see that even before Jesus, his introduction with us to the Father, the Father always had a plan to give us the Son so that we could know the Father. Here's what you have to understand. Jesus becomes access, access to God because Adam created a barrier and broke our access. Jesus becomes access to God because Adam uh, uh, because Adam created a barrier and broke access. A barrier is an area that's sealed off, right? But with Jesus, the barrier is broken. You got to understand before Jesus, there was a barrier between the people of God and God. That is why there, was, there were priests that could once a year went and atone for a whole people group. I can't even imagine that burden. If we were still doing that, I might not be a pastor. I don't know. <laughs> That's a joke. I'd still be a pastor. But what I am saying is you have to think about that. One person goes in for the sins of an entire people group, and he is the only one that has direct access to God. This is his job to speak to God, to get from God, to, to give to the people. And it's really what pastors do. It really is. It, it, it is. The, the, okay, let me say this. It is what pastors should be doing. Let me say that. The picture of the priest is what, a pa what pastors should be doing now. And so the thing is, is that Adam broke, right? He, he, he created a barrier because he broke covenant with God. And Jesus comes to break the barrier and reset covenant with God. And God did this because he so loved the world. Man, without God's love for the world, you and I would still be in a broken place and, and in a barrier. We would be in an invisible enclosure that would keep us from God. Can you imagine living this life not able to access God? It blows my mind. And so here's the things I want you to write down today. If you're, I'm sorry, I told you not to write. So here's the things, but those of you who type, type the notes.
but you go back. I want you to listen today. If you're going to write, write. Some of you are just this who you are. I'm not going to stop you from being who you are, but I just want you to fully be listening. So here we go. The first thing, our relationship with God first was always God's intention. And here's what happened. When we got into this New Testament dispensation, many of us were preached, uh, were taught that Jesus was first. Guess what, guys? In the beginning, God, right? They all, the three, God had created. God was in the, was with Adam in the cool of the day, right? So God's intent was never to have to send his soul heir to earth. His intention was that we would know them in him. He was Jesus. He was the Holy Spirit. He was himself in the garden. Three in one. That's why I said, let us make man in our image. The three facets. Of, of, of his deity, his theos, his greatness, is some of you laugh, his I amness, his existence was already there. And that was his original intention. Okay, so understand that, that the intention was always for us to know God like Adam knew God. Number two, playing God in your own life diminishes Jesus's power in your own life. Playing God in your own life diminishes Jesus's power in your life. So many of us call on the name of Jesus, but we are playing God with our own lives. So we're asking Jesus to do things, right? And here's the thing, you pray to the Father in Jesus' name, but many of us are, 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 are calling out our own lives. We're the author of our own stories. We're the God of our own lives. That Then it diminishes Jesus's power to show up, move, and, and perform on our behalf. And then you wonder why, well, I asked Jesus, I prayed. I, okay, but here's the thing. You cannot get from Jesus what will not come from the Father. The Father and the Son are one. Jesus said it, me and my Father are one. But he says this, in order to know the son, you ought to, you got to know the father. And if the father is the creator, if the father is the author, then you have no right to be trying to be God in your own life and accept the power from his son. You better ask your own son to do what you're trying to get Jesus to do. Because here's the thing, you are removing a level of authority and power when you try to play God. And so playing God in your own life diminishes the power of Jesus in your own life. Number three, Jesus is the connection between humanity and the Father. Don't, let, let's not, and this is why I want to show you the power of the three. God is important, guys, in your life. You need the Father's perspective and his love. Let me tell you what, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me tell you the power that we have if we get this right for the next generation. If you have the perspective of the Father when you are raising your children in the natural, it will shift everything. God wants us to have his perspective as father. And let me tell you why. Because many of you don't feel the father's love because you're, trying, you're only resting in Jesus. 
And so Jesus is a co-heir with you. He's not your father. And so, right, the power in Jesus, but we're, we're not receiving the love of God, the father. You need the love of God, right? You need the relationship with Jesus and you want the power of the Holy Spirit, right? It's us relating to all of them, being in relationship with all of them. But the father, right, is seated in the, the throne. The son is seated next to the father and the Holy Spirit is here with us. I want to know what the father sees. I want to know what the father... Guys, that is the only way Jesus did those three years without sin was with a perspective from his father. Because in his humanity, he would do what we would do. He would do what we have done. <laughs> it said he was tried in every way we were, but he sinned not. Why? Because he always had the father's perspective on a thing. The father's direction about a thing the father's answer to a thing, the father's, right? He always said, he went to the father. When, when he goes to bring Lazarus out, he talks to the father before he does anything. He said, father, look, I know that you can do this, but this is for the people. He continuously shows his relationship with the father, with the disciples consistently. And so where many of us are trying to show our relationship to a ministry, you need to show people your relationship to the father. Because the, the building you go to is not going to save their soul. And so we need to be showing our relationship to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It makes our coming together in a building or our coming together like this more powerful when we are all seated in the right place. Lastly, your inability to understand Jesus as Son fully comes from your inability to know God as Father. Your inability to know Jesus fully comes from your inability to know God as Father. Matthew 27 is important, guys. We have to know the Son, right? No one knows the Son except the Father, so I gotta know God. I gotta know the Father to be intimately acquainted with Jesus. And then I need to know the Son to understand and become into, intimately, uh, um, I'm sorry, intimately um, in connection and covenant with the Father. The, I need them both to know them both. But I can't live a life that is devoid of one. You can't do it, guys. It's a necessity. And so as we are, what Jesus consistently made known was the importance of the Father in his life to the disciples. Consistently. How should we pray? Oh, our Father. I'm going to go over here. I'm, I'm, I got to go on this side because I need to spend time with my Father. Jesus, Jesus often retreated to the wilderness. And the only thing there was him and the father. He prayed before them to the father. He told them that they were one. And so if Jesus understood the importance of sh sharing and revealing the relationship with the father, we need to know the importance as well.
what do you know about God? Who do you know God to be? I didn't say Jesus. Many of us don't even know the Old Testament. <laughs> Won't really even get in that book. Half of us, we skip over Leviticus because you know it's a lot of names, a lot of, lot of uh, genealogy and history, <laughs> right? But it shows you who God is. It teaches you who God is, why God moves and thought and you see God's brokenness over humanity time and time and time again. And yet you see his grace and mercy and his consistent willingness to want to take care and please us. Kings only existed because the people begged for them. God never wanted us to have kings. He just wanted us to have him. And so understanding God, his nature, his thought, his will, his desire for us makes Jesus even more powerful and weightier. And so when you pray and you call on that name, it will, have a, it will manifest very differently. And when you are talking to Jesus and you mention his daddy, it will... Here's the thing. It says stay close. We talked about there's a, you guys are part of the family of God. So your connectedness to him has already been given to you. The question is what are you going to do with it? Will you remain a stepchild or will you come into the spirit of adoption by which we cry Abba? father and here's why i said stepchild and here's the thing i i there are beautiful relationships with stepchildren but some people keep their keep the stepchild at that place in a right in this place that of separation that this is there this is but there are beautiful families that understand the beauty of the blendedness and becoming one and that there is no step that you belong, that you are. And many stepchildren, that, that term feel as if they're not fully apart. God says they've been adopted. He has given us his last name. He has given us the inheritance that he gave to Jesus. Can you believe that? We are co-heirs with Christ. Which means whatever he gave to Jesus, we get that too. Co, together, alongside. Not under heirs, not step heirs, <laughs> not little heirs, co. And so guys, the, the revelation of the Father is essential. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Oh, I did good, 105. Hey, thank you, uh, Pastor. I appreciate um, the message, and just made me it made me think about took me back to the scripture in John eight nineteen, where, where Jesus replied, saying, "You don't know me or my Father." And yeah. Jesus replied, "If you knew me, you would know my Father also." So, That's good. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. 
Love you, David. Love you too. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go to Daphne and then Miss Lynette. Hi, man. Good morning. Um, I just want to say thank you so much because um, this just really challenged me in such a big way. Um, I, I understand why God wanted us to stay in that posture that we were in in worship in order for us to receive such a meaty or a weighty word this morning because it will change everything you know and then stand in this sheltered place stand in phase one i understand i understand it more now because there's still so much more that he wants us to have before we venture out into the rest of that is to come so i'm i'm just appreciative 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 you started out by saying how much he loves you how he thinks about you how he thought of you even this morning how he has so much and it's all just really it's laid out right now in everything that was just said by the spirit of god so i just and i thank you for your laboring whatever it took for you to birth this word i am so grateful for it thank you so much thank you thank you miss daphne Thank you. Love you. Miss Lynette? Hi, I was listening to you. And when you were talking about the stepchildren and being a part of God's family, and it took me back to being a little girl because I'm the only natural child of my mother and father. But my father adopted my mother's older, three older children when I was one. I never knew that they were adopted into the family until I was eight. And the only reason I knew it then is because I was in third grade and we were studying junior, senior, and things of that nature, the suffixes. And they called my brother Junior, but his name was Edward and my dad's name was John. Mm. So me being the inquisitive child that I was, asked how could that be? So yeah. they explained the family situation and, and for me to, have that connection and to understand that my natural father took three children that weren't of his bloodline and treated them the way he did how much more will my god my father mm -hmm. you know want better for me or want me to be a part of his family in a in a more spiritual or more in even naturally actually how he takes care of me as one of his own and not someone that that was drug in from the streets mm -hmm. so that kind of hit me spiritually and naturally yeah absolutely yeah yeah thank you miss lynette kim i see you i see you heather next thank you pastor kai um i just had a question um just for an application point um for what i just learned or what i'm you know chewing on as you've taught so beautifully um, I wrote, you know, when you were talking about like praying to the father and, you know, the scripture talks about anything you ask of in my name. And of course, it, when, he, when we ask how we're supposed to pray, it's supposed to be the Lord's prayer as minister, the pastor Tifa said in the beginning. So I wrote down, you know, you pray to the father through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. If at any, at any point, you know, like sometimes, you know, the, the scripture can be taken out of context when we pray, which has happened often. I'm constantly cleaning up from things that I've got wrong. Um, is that possible to take uh, scripture out of context when we're praying based on who we pray to? Um, when we when we talk about going to the Father and when we talk about 
saying things in Jesus' name. You know, when, when sometimes we use the word loosely in, in prayers, we feel led, you know, Jesus, we thank you for this. Or obviously praise is different to pray, prayer. Uh, the question is, is there a, a format of how we address scripture in our prayer based on who we're talking to, the Father or through the Son? Okay, I just want to make. I, I think I, I think I, I get what you're saying. So I just yeah. want to make. I want to make sure. Yeah. Um, so, you start out by saying you pray to God through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, right? That's where well, you start. Yeah. The question was, is there a? I don't know if you're using the word format. In like. Yeah, I guess. Because you could take it out of context. Said it in the beginning. Said <laughs> it again. Father. Holy Spirit, Son, right? I think I think here's the thing. Here's what I don't want people to do. Don't get um, dogmatic and religious, right? Where you're all of a sudden you're in your house and you're like, Jesus, I just and you're like, Oh my God, I should have said God. Don't. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm talking about your relationship to God. The reason why many of us rest in Jesus is because we don't relate to God. We still see God as this, right? This supreme, distant being instead of a very close loving father and so i think that the format shifts when the relationship shifts we feel automatically a connectedness and a closeness to jesus but me, and then here's the other part a lot of us still equate god to some degree if not a lot to our however our natural father was so we wrestle with that too if you had an absent father in the natural, you don't fully believe God's ability to be present spiritually because you can't even see, you haven't even seen him, right? Someone that could physically show up doesn't. Why would someone who isn't physical show up, right? If you have, you know what I mean? So there's all these different layers naturally that we have to work through, but it comes into this space of, understanding god as a loving father understanding that he is just as near as jesus just as close as jesus that he desires intimacy and relationship with you that it is because of him jesus even came for you right and so it's it's just getting in in this space where we bring god right where we come up to where he is but we add him as an essential part to our lives because he's daddy because he's father right so if you when you grow up in a household here's one thing my mother would would do i would ask her something and she would say go ask your father <laughs> i'd be like i just asked you right but but in our home right my father was the head of our household didn't mean she never made decisions but if it was something right that maybe was a little bit weightier she wanted to make sure that he weighed in on the decision many of us don't see god as that important that we don't ask him to weigh in in our decisions we decide and then we ask jesus to bless it well, this is what I'm about. So, Lord, I, Lord, I'm about to go and do this. Da, 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 da. Please cover me while I went. in Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> Jesus, I've got, oh, oh, Lord, I'm just gonna right instead of saying, Father, my 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 dad, my who has adopted me, who has called me his child, has included me in his family. I have a decision to make, 
and I'm coming to you asking, what do you think? What would you call me to do? Because everything that I do, you've authored. If you are the author of my plan, I need to know if, hear what I said, if you're the author of the plan of my life, then I need to know what the next part of the story is and what you would ask me to do, daddy. Because I know that when you say it, then through the power of your son, Jesus, it shall be. And I can do it and, and not coward back or not feel fear because I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. I don't know if that, I, I was just trying to give you a little demonstration, but, I, but it all begins, Kim, with relationship with the Father. I, I don't know, did that help? Uh, Heather. I got it when you said don't be religious. <laughs> yeah, cuddle, I don't, you know, I was like, no, don't be like, oh my God, I pray to Pastor God. I said, that ain't what I was talking about. I'm not talking. So here's what I need us to get out of because this is what we have all been taught. And I'm going to um, debunk and dispel and rebuke this right now in Jesus' name. There is no format in one, two, three in Jesus. Let it go. The only one is how should we pray? Our Father. Right. There are things that God is very clear about, but we have been very like, you know, your devotion. You need to wake up at this time and you need to pray at this time. You need to read this many scriptures to be a real Christian. Lie. That's not in the Bible. I can't find it. You have to. You know what I'm saying? So we have to get out of this dogmatic system of thinking that says, well, if I don't do it like this. Right. Because what happens is when we're trying to figure out a formula, we remove the faith to believe. When we're trying to figure out a formula, we detach ourselves from the, the formation of relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we, right? And so God is not a formula. If he, guys, do you, let's think about how easier this would be if this was just a one, two, three. Look, if you do this, you did this, right? What we do know is that if we are, right, what we do know is we will be blessed as we adhere to the commandments of the Lord, we don't know what those blessings look like, right? We know that, right, faith pleases God. Like there are things that we do know, but all this form and fashion of if you, right? Because we have condemned people, even though we say there's no condemnation, condemnation in Christ, we have condemned people for the way that they have devotion and their spirit, their walk with the Lord, because it wasn't in the, you know, the, the, the four square, were you saved this way? Did you go through this? Do you study like this? Do you, right? And so we've canceled people out, but we've also created a relationship with God we don't even like because we're doing what everybody else said we're supposed to do. And so that you can't have, right? There are, God has set, um, rules and regulations for our protection and our covering. But what God has not done is regulated our relationship with him. There's freedom in relationship with God. It's not God, look, my routine with my husband is not, my relationship with my husband is not routine. And anybody married, if you probably don't, it's not probably not amazing if it's a routine. Like if every day y'all just do the same thing, after a while you be like, 
I don't like you. I don't like this. This is a boring. I uh, right. And that's how we feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that's how we feel about. And a lot of us, if we were honest, that's how we have felt about our relationship with the Lord once or twice. Or you might feel like that now. And that's not a relationship. You are following routines that are not have not been given by the Lord, but have give, been given by man. Are and are are making your relationship seem black. So then it's like, oh, I gotta go pray. Oh, I gotta go read my word. Oh, I gotta go study. And you don't have any joy. If the joy of the Lord is your strength, the word should not be a, <laughs> right. If community, right? But again, prayer is a routine instead of communication. So we started teaching people to pray without ceasing from the jump instead of being like, in the morning, you should get up early. You should. People would understand that all throughout their day, they're in conversation and communion with the Father. Then they wouldn't feel like, oh my God, I didn't pray for 15 minutes today. Because they feel like somebody in heaven is checking off the the prayer, the prayer, uh, <laughs> the prayer, with the, <laughs> the prayer document. So when you get to heaven, Jesus go, the Lord gonna be like, so look, Tuesday, January 15th. You didn't pray. March. 19, 1999, you know you didn't pray. He's not doing that, guys. <laughs> but some of us, we that not praying will throw you. Oh my, I'm saying, and I'm saying this, I you know, concentrated. Then we don't fell out for the day, then the day is ruined. And then, you know, and then if you got them super Christians as your friends, they, you know, they pray all the time. They pray every day. They don't never miss. Then you feel all condemned because you got the super Christian friends. And they're like, girl, you know, you know the super Christian friends. They'd be like, oh, my God, I just spent 20 hours with the Lord. 20 hours? When did you go to work? You lying. You did not spend 20 hours. You got a job. I know you got a job. You didn't take off 20 out, right? But because we don't think rationally, we just, we already feel a certain way. We're like, oh my God, I'm not like, let me look, make sure nobody named. I was about to say a name. I'm not like, I'm just going to make up a name. I'm not like Latifah. She prays for 20 hours. She's always in the throne room of God. And you feel it. Come on, tell the truth. Who had, come on, tell the truth. Who's ever felt like that? That's real. Don't go on Instagram with the extra super Christians. You know what I mean? They got 40 Bibles laid out, highlighted. You know what I'm saying? They look like, they make us all look a mess. So, but that is not God doing that. That is people pretending. Now, there are some people who do because that's their life. Their life is a life of intercession and prayer. But that is not everybody, guys. Please. Please be free in Jesus' name. So I want that lie from the enemy because it's not in the word where it says the prescription for prayer is. It tells us the different types of prayers, petitions, requests, right? It tells us that, but doesn't give a, if you don't do, 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 you out. Now, if you get to heaven and he does bring up the times you didn't pray, I'm sorry. Already, I'm sorry. But it's not in my Bible, but I'm sorry. If he, if he pull out them times, you didn't read your word on that day. I'm sorry. But there's nothing in the word that says that, right? So I'm just telling you. Pray without ceasing. Communicate with your father consistently. Talk to, talk to your daddy. 
Amen. Anyone else? Sorry, there's a little laughs in there, but um, yes, Heather. I'm sorry, Heather. Yes, Heather. It's okay. No, if I had, I'm telling you, if I had, a, I'm going to have to probably buy me a bell. Because that, <laughs> and just start ringing that bell because, <laughs> and my husband, no, I would seriously do it. But I'm telling you, Pastor Kai, this teaching is awesome. Um, it's opened up so many, I want to say, I'm not going to say pages. It's opened up so many chapters Amen. for my life. Amen. It's amazing. When you talk about creation, they have a posture of worship. If the rocks can do it, if the trees, like you said, trees are born, they can worship. So can we. We have to maintain that posture. And so, and also when you talk about God don't want to, God is not going to come down that low. We have to come up. I mean, it's been, it's been a hard week. It has been a hard week. But my posture, to be honest, my posture was low. It was low. But I had to rise up and come up to where he was in order for me to get through this, yeah. get through these times. And so I, I so appreciate it. Amen. This is a teaching. teacher. Amen. You. I love you. Amen. Um, you know, my mentor said to me one time, our, what, our covering, he said one time, he was talking to me and he said, you're flying too low. He said, eagles don't come down. They stay up. And he's like, your wings are too low. And I was like, ooh. Like it, and I, I was like, wow, but it's the truth. It's true. You know, we're supposed to be soaring, right? We're supposed to be soaring with the Lord. Um, and so often, you know, we're, we're dragging wings when we're supposed to be flying, <laughs> you know? And so here's the thing. We always say this. Yes, God will meet you where you are, but he ain't going to stay. He, he's not staying where you are because he's trying to get you to somewhere else. Right? So it's the same as come as you are. Yeah, but you're not going to stay that way once you're in relationship. Right, but we say come as you are, and it kind of just like it's gonna just you're always gonna be like that. No, 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 no. As you are now will not be who you become later. Right, and so God is always calling us higher up. Right, so if today my mind is right where where I am today is in just a place of like I'm maybe I'm just feeling blah. God not gonna just sit with me and blah. That would be. Like that would oppose who he is. So what he's going to do is he's going to come down and he's going to bring me up. He's going to give me his perspective about the situation that causes me to see it from God's view. And then it changes what I see as blah as, oh, wow. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Well, Father, I see what you see. Oh, Lord, we're laughing again in the chat. Anyone else before I end this with y'all? Well, before I put Pastor Alex on the line. Oh, he left. Guess I'm not putting Pastor Alex on the line. <laughs> All right, well, let's pray out. Anyone else before I go? Going once. Going twice. All right, three times. Well, let's pray. Father, how we thank you and we praise you for your word. Your word is truth. Your word is amazing. We thank you for this time of fellowship and worship and allowing you to to be felt amongst us, God. We, we or open up our hearts and I ask that we remain open, God, not just for today, but throughout our lives that we are following after you. God, you are holy and it is our desire to have an intimate relationship with our Father, uh, the one who created us, that the one who we are in relationship and are part of your family, 
God, we are not distant. We are not, we're not even just, um, we're not even just citizens. We're children. And so God, our, the access you've given us by sending your son, the connection that you have always desired since the beginning. God, I ask that you forgive us for not paying attention or even maybe recognizing how much you desire to be in relationship with us. Um, and so God, we, we ask that you would show us how to connect with you, how to speak with you, how to know you. Your word says that no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except through the son and that it is as the, the son chooses to reveal. And we thank you that your son choose to, chose to reveal you to us, that it was that revelation that caused us to desire the gift of salvation. And now God daily, we're chasing now after relationship with the father, the son and the Holy Spirit, that not one would be forgotten, that what not one would be diminished in our, in our lives or in our relationships, God, that whatever we have seen as natural fathers, it doesn't compare to who you are. That God, we lay those images of natural fatherhood and we lift up the, the, the spiritual fatherhood of God and all of its grace and mercy and goodness and love and pleasure and peace and everything that you are. Um, we thank you that it is always rooted in love because you are love. Now God, go before us, stand with us and behind us. Be with us throughout this day, this week and all the things upcoming. I bind any accidents, collision, fender benders, ticket stoppage, malfunction of vehicle, keep us from danger seen and unseen as we may be in our cars, cover our homes, let the peace of God abide and let all things be well, even when they aren't. Let us know that they are and shall be. Um, we thank you that there is an amen over our lives, which means it is so. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at KHOWworshipLA. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.